welcome to the Learning Reinvented podcast brought to you by myself, Katie Godden, and the team at The Learning Effect. There are lots of learning podcasts out there, so we wanted to do something slightly different. This week, we'll be talking to someone who's been using social media techniques to bring her learning blog to life. I'm delighted to welcome Sophia Granger to the podcast. Sophia, do you want to introduce yourself and tell our listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're currently up to? Hi. My name is Sophia Granger and I work in learn development and alongside that I also have a learn development blog. I've worked in learn development for around 10 years and in that time I've worked for both public, private and global organisations. My experience is varied and I'm saying I'm probably more of a learn development generalist. Uh, The skills I've gained over my career have been really ranged so I've done organisational development projects like cultural assessments and employee engagement. I've also worked on competency management and also leadership development. So definitely a generalist by all accounts. I'd have to say my real areas of interest are personality profiling and coaching, and this is what takes up most of my time day to day. These tools are really great for both team and self-development. And for me, this is where some of the passion lies in learned development in that that's when you really get those aha moments with individuals as they go on that path of self-discovery. So that for me is really where I spend most of my time at the moment and a little introduction to me. Cool, thank you, Sophia. So you you mentioned there that you've been in LND for for 10 years now. What kind of made you pursue your your career in that? Well, it's a bit of a funny one because I actually completely fell into learning and development by accident. I got made redundant from an administration role I used to have. Well, I used to be in a business management apprenticeship for a training company and I got made redundant from that role, unfortunately, and was wondering what was next. Where was it going to go? I managed to land a three month temporary fixed term administration contract in learning and development team. And at that time, I didn't even know what learn development was. After I'd been there only a couple of months as an administrator, one of the HR business partners uh, said to me, have you ever thought about a career in personality profiling and psychometric testing? At the time, I didn't even know what that was and I thought that was a bit of an odd comment. Fast forward 10 years and funnily enough, that's where I spend most of my time. So she obviously saw something in me that I didn't even know about myself. Once I got into a learn development though, I stayed. I think the key thing for me that um, I really love about working and learn development is that the profession is so broad. If you're like me and you love a varied workload, then being a generalist is great. What I love is I get to use my creative side, use my project management skills, and then also my people skills simultaneously. And these help me to achieve a wide wide range of projects and results. But if you prefer being a specialist, learn development is also a perfect route because there's lots of L&D niches that exist in you know data analytics or subject specialisms or in instructional design but what i also love about the community of learn development is it's an industry where learning professionals really work together i'm in various networking groups such as um, a learning and development mastermind where learning and professionals can share ideas and i'm also offering free coaching through another learn development community that i'm part of These communities really do help you to grow in your profession and learn development. Um, And I've never known another industry that's so keen to share their learning and their trade secrets as much as learning professionals do. 
I've had a look at your development professional site. Can you tell us a bit more about it and why you chose to set it up? Definitely. Development Professionals is my blog, which I mentioned earlier, where I offer resources to learning and development professionals to help them enhance their performance. So over on the Development Professionals blog, I've got this filled with how to guides, free downloads for learning professionals, and then there's also course, uh, co courses and access to one to one coaching. I set this website up as I felt like there was a bit of a gap in the market. You know, most days now people will turn to Google when they need an answer on a topic, and obviously I do too. So I can spend a lot of time in my working day Googling, you know, great leadership development programs, or how to create a great employee induction. And when you Google these things, you're either met with um, lots of kind of sales company type blogs or lots of thought leadership type articles. And these articles are great, you know, they're really valuable and give you a lot of content. But for me, what I was looking for was more practical, actionable resources. And these are the things that weren't so easy to find when I looked online on Google. So I thought, well, if I can't find it, why don't I create something that could help other learning professionals to get this type of information? So the blog really focuses on the basics, you know, the things that we don't often talk about, but are really important to to know and understand, like, you know, how to write a lesson plan, some of those real basics around training design, the things that aren't so easy to find information on, but we all do on a daily basis and it's so important to get right. So that's where the blog came from, really just to help others to learn and grow. And as part of that, I also have the Instagram account where I share, you know, daily little tips, mini videos, etc. And I also post actively on LinkedIn. And by doing this, my network has grown hugely and that even that in itself is a great place to learn and grow. So there's been some real values and takeaways for me from the process. It's interesting that you actually mentioned your Instagram post because I've looked at some of your content and you're taking definitely a less traditional approach um, with a mixture of videos, blogs and, and like I said, the Instagram. What's the reaction been to your content? Mm. It's, it's a funny one, actually, because it's been it's actually been really mixed. So when I first started, I didn't really get much traction. You know, it's definitely been a bit of a slow burner sharing content through Instagram, especially LinkedIn, a little bit, a little bit differently. When I first started with Instagram, um, I got a lot of, you know, fellow types of accounts like HR accounts or learning and development accounts. And I remember thinking if I can get to 100 followers, I'll be happy. And, you know, those 100 came and I thought, right, I've managed to get that far. I've hit my first milestone. I feel confident, confident enough to start posting on LinkedIn. Obviously, LinkedIn's more professional. You might have your colleagues on there. Um, it can feel more daunting to want to take that step into sharing content on those platforms. And initially, again, the reaction was slow. You know, I didn't get a lot of traction. But what has happened over the last, well, nine months since I started, is my audiences slowly grew with the right kinds of people. So in my LinkedIn account now, I can confidently say it's full of the right kinds of people that I want to help support. So lots of learning professionals who are keen to learn and want to grow their skills and learn development. On my Instagram account, again, it's a little bit more varied and probably linked at Instagram isn't the first place that you would go to when you want to share 
that kind of content. But actually, the audience that I have on Instagram are much more connected. You know, they'll come to me and ask questions. They might drop you a direct message to ask for more information. Whereas the audience that I have on LinkedIn don't do that as much. But what's interesting about that is there's a definite difference between posting on the two platforms. So if you're interested in doing more with your own social media to grow your own personal brand, I've got a few kind of lessons learned that I thought I could share with you today. The main thing for me is that LinkedIn can be a tough crowd at times, and I've definitely learned the hard way about um, posting content without all of the facts. So what happened to me a couple of months ago was I had my first post. I guess you could define it as going viral, whatever that means in practice. But what happened was I had a post that got over 17,000 views, which for my by my standards was really high. But with the more eyes that came to the blog post, the more criticism that came with it. So this post was around what learners want from learning. It was just my personal views and you know, my opinion as both a learning professional and a learner about what learners look to see. It was just a real simple post. But because it got so much traction, it also came with some trolls and I had a lot of criticism on that post. So the thing for me is be prepared to post, be prepared to share your story, but also be prepared for some of the backlash or the challenges that might come with that. That is the key learning for me is, you know, it's great to share your personal opinion and that's absolutely the right platform to do that. But as it is also full of lots of like minded learning professionals, you can be met with some kind of challenges from others as they want to share their personal views too. When it happened to me for the first time, I was really put off by that and I thought, mm, do I really want to share on LinkedIn in the future? You know, if this is the sort of critique that I'm going to get, but actually what I've taken from that is that it's a positive thing. To get that sort of feedback means that it's been seen by lots of eyes and those people, you know, want to share their views, but in an opposite way. And that's all part of the learning process. So even if someone is sharing that negative viewpoint, it's still part of that learning process of growing a personal brand. You know, not everyone is going to agree with you all of the time. The other thing that I would mention is really around growing your Instagram account. The thing for me with Instagram is that it has a much wider reach, but your network won't be as niche. So LinkedIn is great for finding those real good quality other learning and development professionals. But actually what I've found with Instagram is I've found a lot of aspiring learning and development professionals through that network. So just because it isn't as specific, it doesn't mean that it's not a great place to find connections and build your brand in a different way. As I say, I get a lot of direct messages from people on Instagram, which I don't get through LinkedIn. So don't necessarily put that off as a platform because it's different. And then recently I've tried something different again with creating video content, just, you know, short little bite size tips and tricks, and those are going down really well. So it's just the thing for me with growing your brand is it's just trial and error, you know, see what works for you, what you feel comfortable with and go from there. But what I've definitely found through this process is the more you share, the more you will get back. I have built some really great connections with people that I didn't even know existed just through sharing content on Instagram and LinkedIn, and I've got some real great potential future you know business partners and people that I'd like to partner with so it's a real great opportunity to grow 
regardless of where your interests lie, I would definitely recommend giving it a try. Cool, yeah, that, I think that's really, really a good point, because when we were setting up the learning effect, we looked at the different kind of social media avenues that you can go down and, and we kind of stuck to the more traditional routes. So we've got kind of our LinkedIn and we didn't we didn't even think about Facebook or Instagram, but it's really interesting that you're saying that and that actually the type of feedback that you're getting back from that um, and a route that we potentially look to go down as well. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. As I say, it's not it's not the most obvious choice, but actually the engagement that I get on there because you can have more interaction. You can do polls, you can post little mini videos and you can do obviously lives in a different way perhaps than you would do on LinkedIn. So I think the network is different and you will find, you know, different types of potential customers through that route. Yeah, I think I think LinkedIn is seen as kind of the more traditional platform, isn't it? Where it's kind of a bit more formal. Um, so, so putting kind of stories up and things like that. I know you can do that on LinkedIn now, but it's not like not like Instagram still. It's not quite there. No. Um, but yeah, that's really interesting. Thank you very much for sharing that. So where do you think uh, you see your career taking you next? In terms of my career next, I really want to continue to grow the development professionals blog since when since starting it in March so that's 2020 so that's not been too long I've already had 6,000 people pass through the blog which I'm really proud of and really for me in 2021 I want to continue to grow that that platform really and provide more value for others the key thing for me this year is getting a better understanding of what are the challenges that other learning and learning and development professionals face so I can really help them with things that they want so I've been really trying to focus my time in you know, understanding what they want and um, what are the challenges we face. I know what challenges I face, but what's other learning professionals experiences? So that's the initial focus. And once I've got that really clear, I can look to develop more training and more content um, to support other learning professionals. I've been working on in the background because one of the things I do know is a bit of a challenge is supporting individuals getting into their first career in learning and development. That's what a lot of the messages I get on Instagram particularly are about aspiring, um, those aspiring to join the industry who just want to know a little bit more about how do I make those first steps and how do I, you know, even just get that first opportunity to work on learn development. And I've got a little freebie on my blog, which is, you know, how to get into learn development if you haven't got a lot of experience. But I really want to build on that and pull together a short course to support those wanting to make the transition, whether they've got experience or not. So that's where my initial next steps in terms of my thoughts are. That's really interesting. I think I, I had kind of a similar um, fall into L&D like you. Um, I was like kind of looking for an admin job, I guess, mm. um, when I started working for an e-learning supplier and then moved into working in-house. Um, but there's actually a lot of skills that you can have by doing other jobs that are transferable and you can use them to, to progress your, your learning career as well. Um, so that's really interesting. So if people do want to get in touch with you and they do want to find out more about your blog and your Instagram, what's the best way of them doing that? If they want to have a look at my blog, then it's just developmentprofessionals.org. Follow that link and you'll be taken straight there. 
And if you're interested in having a look at my content on Instagram, it's just the same handle. So it's development professionals org minus the dot and you'll find the account straight away. Obviously, if anybody's interested in following me on me, me on LinkedIn, I also post similar content on there. So there's lots of different opportunities to get in touch. If you have seen the content, you want to ask questions and um, suggest some future content for my blog or for my Instagram account, then please do so. You know, I'm always open to new tips and new ideas because at the minute I'm just working from my viewpoint where I'd love to get that bigger picture of what others want to see. So please do get in touch and I'd love to hear from you. Awesome, that's great. Thank you so much, Sophia, for joining us today. And we'll put all the links that you've mentioned in our show notes below. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Learning Reinvented podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. You can register to join the Learning Effect community. The link to do so is in the show notes below. If you've not already done so, please follow our podcast. And if the Learning Effect can help you and your organisation, please do get in touch. You can find both James and Katie on LinkedIn and our contact details are in the show notes below.